Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 18th, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, where we've been learning how to receive a word from God and then stand, having done all to stand, and then even when we don't feel like standing anymore, right? When the pressure's on us to give us to give up, to cave in, and to quit, we keep standing. Why? Because our confidence is rooted and grounded in God and his love towards us. So we studied the life of Abraham, and now we're studying the life of David. So this is uh, Standing on a Word from God, part 37, and it's part 9 of the life of David. I'm calling this Overcoming Fear. As you go throughout your journey, becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be, and as you attempt to stand on a word from God and to receive what God promised, and it will take time, right, because a lot of these things don't happen in a week or a month or a year or even 10 years. As you're standing on the word from God, you are going to have to resist fear. You are going to have to overcome the fear factor. So let's get into this uh, message once again. So uh, we were in 1 Samuel chapter 16 for a while, and now we're crossing over into 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now in this chapter, in, in chapter 17, the emphasis in 16, I was really focused on David, and the emphasis of this story now kind of shifts a little bit, and the spotlight is on Saul. So let's talk about Saul. So now the spirit of the Lord was no longer on Saul, right? And so the grace of God for national leadership was no, no longer on Saul. Saul was basically, God lifted his grace, his anointing, his favor from Saul for national leadership. Uh, he was really actually never God's choice. He was the choice of the people, uh, but, but it was lifted, right? So now Saul is, is attempting to lead, but he doesn't have the grace of God to do so. And it was during this time that the Philistines mustered up their army uh, for battle against the Israelites. And the Philistine army camped between Sokal in Judah and Azekah in Ephdamim. Now Saul countered when he saw all these armies mustering, you know, for battle. He called his military commanders and told them to gather the Israelite army. And so the Israelite army came and they gathered near uh, the, the Valley of Elah. So now you have the Israelite army on this side and you have the Philistine army on that side and they're separated by a valley. So you have armies on two mountaintops and they are separated by a valley. This is kind of like a scene from a movie, right? So here are the Israelites on that side, the Philistines on that side, there's this valley that's separating us and nobody's fighting yet. They're just kind of mustered and they're ready to fight, but nobody's fighting yet. And so it's during this time, during, this is the scene that's set when somebody kind of breaks the ranks from the other side, from the enemy side, from the Philistine side, somebody breaks the ranks. This was a man, he, he was from the land of Gath and his name was Goliath. And he comes out of the ranks to face the forces of Israel. And this man was a beast. I mean, he was tremendous. He was, a, he was huge and he towered over most men. He, he was over nine feet tall, the Bible says. He, he wore armor, right? So his uniform was, his armor, his uniform weighed 125 pounds. He carried a javelin. Now think about this. He just had a javelin where the spearhead on the javelin was 15 pounds. I mean, this, is, this dude was huge. And he was so big that his shield was, his shield had to protect a nine foot tall man, right? So his shield was so big that his armor bearer, armor bearer just walked around carrying the shield. He had somebody dedicated to just carry the shield. So here he is, 125-pound uniform, 15-pound spearhead, uh, a, a shield so big that somebody else has to carry it, and he walks out there, and he starts to taunt 
the Israelites. He starts to taunt Saul and the, and the Israelite army. And he says, this is what the, the giant said. This is what Goliath says. Why are you coming out here to fight? I am a Philistine. I am a champion. But you guys are only the servants of Saul. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to choose one man. I want you to choose one man to come down here and fight me. Now, if this one man kills me, all of us, we're going to be your slaves. But if I kill that one man, then all of you, you're going to be our slaves today. He said, I defy the armies of Israel. Send me a man who will fight me. And you know what happened? Nobody came out there. They was like, oh, heck no, I'm not going out there. See, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, instead of having confidence in God, the same God that who has already seen them through many, many battles, right? The hand of God was on them to succeed in the past. And instead of having confidence in that same God, the Bible says that they were terrified and deeply shaken. They were terrified and deeply shaken as a believer. If you ever get to the point where you're terrified, you're no longer standing on a word from God. You're no longer expressing confidence in God. You're no longer in faith. See, there was a time when Saul operated in faith, but this was clearly not one of those times. In this moment, in this story, he was operating in fear, and so were all of his soldiers. Now, I have lots of teaching. If you've been following today's word, I've been doing today's word for 21 years. So if you go to todaysword.org, there's lots of teaching on faith versus fear and how you can't be in both at the same time. And so I'll talk a little bit about that today because I'm teaching on overcoming fear. But fear is something you cannot tolerate it. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. What you don't want to do is ever tolerate fear. You have to resist fear at all court, court, all costs. I'm sorry. Fear is an incapacitating force. Look at me for a minute. Fear will stop you in your tracks. You're, you're trying to walk with God. You believe in God. You want to become who God called you to be. If you ever allow yourself to get into fear or ever allow fear to get a, a hold of your heart, Fear will stop you in your tracks. Fear is an incapacitating force. Faith is an expression. This is why fear and faith are kind of opposites. They're like-minded, actually, but they're focused in the wrong, opposite directions. So faith, let's say this is God, this is Satan. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God and his word. So faith is what I do. It's something I say, it's something I do, a seed I sow, based on what God said. So I, I am expressing my confidence in God that's faith. Whatever I do based on the confidence that I have in God and what he promised me, that's faith. Right? Now, fear is actually the same way. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan and what he's saying. So if whatever I do, expressing my confidence in what the enemy is saying and that the, what the enemy said is going to come to pass, if I express confidence in that, whatever the manifestation of that confidence is, is actually is fear is me being in fear because I'm expressing my confidence that that bad thing is going to happen. And so faith is an expression of my confidence in God and fear is an expression of my confidence in Satan and his threats. Either way, I'm expressing confidence, fear and faith. The, the question is, which one are you going to express? As a believer, the Bible tells us all throughout the Bible that we are the just and the just shall live by faith. So the father wants us to express our confidence in God on a daily basis. So what does this mean to you today? I actually have Five things to share with you on this morning, and I'm teaching about overcoming fear, and I want you to open up your heart now. You might be saying, well, Rick, I don't really have a, an issue with fear, or maybe you're saying I do have an issue with fear. Either way, you need to build up your faith as it relates to overcoming fear. You need to get the word down in your heart. You, you need to reinforce the fact that you should never allow fear to get into your heart, all right? Five things to share with you this morning. Open up your heart to receive. Number one, Satan will always attempt to get you to play by his rules. 
right? And you don't have to accept his rules. No one said that the Israelite army had to accept the rules set by Goliath. Goliath said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to fight army against army. We're going to fight one man against one man. And obviously, I think I could take any one of y'all. So there's not one man over there that could beat me. So I'm going to... Now, they were probably not sure that the army could beat the Israelite army, the Philistine army. But you see, see what they did? They changed the rules. He said, now, we're not going to fight army on army. We're going to fight one-on-one. So whoever wins this one-on-one battle, that's it. The other army has to submit. The other army has to be a slave. See, you don't have to accept Satan's rules. You don't have to accept. You don't have to accept because the enemy is always going to frame, right? He will frame the situation in a way that benefits him, in a way that characterizes the situation in a way that you are going to lose. As a believer, you don't have to accept what he's saying. You don't have to accept his rules. You don't have to look at things from his perspective. You can reject his characterization and say, no, no, you know what? I'm not going to accept it. A matter of fact, I choose not to look at it from that perspective. God can allow me to see it from a different perspective. I'm going to see things through the lens of faith. I'm going to speak the language of faith. I'm going to live by faith. Number two, you cannot be in fear and in faith at the same time. I already kind of explained this, but it's all about confidence. So if I'm, exp- if I'm expressing confidence in God and his word, then I have nothing to fear. If I'm expressing confidence in Satan and his threats, then I'm no longer in faith. But if I am in faith, I can't be in fear. If I'm in fear, I can't be in faith. I just can't be in both at the same time. Either I'm in faith or in fear, but I will never be in both at the same time. If if I express confidence in God, then my confidence in Satan is gone. If I express confidence in the threats of Satan, then my confidence in God is gone. As a believer, which one are you going to live by? Obviously, the Bible teaches us to live by faith. Number three, we have a real enemy who uses fear as his tool. Now, just like God is real, Satan is real. I don't, I don't even know why that's a point of discussion. Like some believers like, oh, no, I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in Satan. What are you talking about? I mean, do you read the Bible? I mean, Satan is real, obviously. I mean, there's really nothing. I'm not glorifying Satan, but we have a real enemy, right? Just like God is real, Satan is real. And Satan uses fear as his greatest tool. If Satan can get fear down in your heart, then you're no longer in faith. You, you will not operate as God's representative in the earth. You will not operate in the grace of God that's on your life. You will not be the man or the woman that God called you to be. You will not leave a mark in this world that, that is not easily erased. So he can do all of those things by just getting you to, to operate in fear. If you're in fear, that's it. You're canceling out everything that God wants to do in your life. So of course, Satan wants you to be in fear. Of course, he wants you to express confidence in his threats instead of God's promises. Of course. But as a believer, you have to operate in love uh, or in, uh, in faith. And you're saying, okay, well, well, Rick, how do I resist fear? So John tells us in 1 John 4 and 18 how to do it. John says, listen perfected love or perfect love, if you ever get to the point where you really believe that God loves you, perfected love casts out all fear. He says there's no fear in love. If, you, if you're in love and you're convinced that God loves me, God loves me with an everlasting love. God made plans for me before the world began. God is dedicated to the plans that he made for me. God will never leave me nor forsake me. God is in me and on me and with me and for me. That if you live, if you think that way and you live that way, then of course, what do you have to fear? If you believe all those things, then you have nothing to fear. As a believer, you have to grow and you have to express confidence in God's love and his love and his dedication towards you. Because if you do, then you will have nothing to fear. Number four, I have two more. The enemy uses images and you got to be careful with that. 
Goliath's sheer size struck fear in the Israelites. Listen, he was a man. He was not invincible, but he looked invincible. And that's what the enemy would do. He will always make it look worse than it is. He looked invincible, so he struck fear in the heart of the Israelites. See, the enemy will always attempt to make your situation look worse than what it actually is. You say, oh my God, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to get out of this situation. The enemy will tell you, you will never get out of debt. The enemy will tell you, you will never get out of the hole that you're in. The enemy will tell you, you will never, this marriage is beyond repair. It will never be fixed. Uh, your, your children, are, they will never come back. The, the relationship is broken. It will never be mended. This is what the enemy will do. He will characterize the thing. He will make it look way worse than it is. As a believer, when you look at things from God's perspective, you know that there's nothing God can't do. So stop telling me all this never stuff. Get out of my face, Satan. I plead the blood of Jesus is over my family, my children, my marriage, my career, my finances, my body. There's no way. One word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. The marriage can be restored. The relationship can be mended. The finances can increase. You can get out of that situation that you're in. Yes, you can get out of the hole by the grace of God. There's nothing, there's nothing too hard for God. As a believer, when you build up your faith, when you build up your confidence, when you're rooted and grounded in God's love, yes, the enemy is going to try to tell you all these crazy things, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to accept his negative images. You will see things from God's perspective. And when you look at it from God's perspective, you see it a completely a whole nother way. Matter of fact, you'll say, you know what? This is going to be a great testimony. Yes, I'm in a bad situation right now, but the grace of God is going to get me out of it. And as I get out of it, it's going to be a great testimony. The, the greater the test, the greater the testimony. If, the, if Satan knew any better, he would have left me alone. I'm going to have a great story to tell. I'm going to get out of this thing and I'm going to give God all the glory. Say amen to that. Number five and finally. God is bigger than any enemy. At the end of the day, so yeah, Goliath was huge, but he's not bigger than God. There's nothing God can't do. Paul asked the question in Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Well, I'll give you the answer. The question is, if God be for us, who can be against us? Here's the answer. Anyone who wants to lose. <laughs> Goliath was big, but you know what? That joker, he wound up dead and decapitated. You know why? Because he came up against the armies of the living God. He came up against the, he came up against God, right? And so, so God anointed, graced someone to rise up, David in this case, and killed them and took his head off. So it doesn't matter who's coming up against you. If your confidence is in God, you will come out on top every time. Let's, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. I expect you to do everything that you said you would do in my life. I expect you to be with me every step of the way. Your presence brings me peace. Your presence and your love for me give me confidence. And I'm so convinced <laughs> that you are on me and in me and with me and for me that I will not allow fear to get a hold of my heart. Fear is not a factor for me. I overcome fear because I'm rooted and grounded in your love for me. Perfected love casts out all fear. So I declare, no fear here. Fear has no power over me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. And do me a favor before you leave the screen. 
I want you to head into this day rooted and grounded in God's love. I want you to meditate and meditate on the fact that God loves you with an everlasting love, with an unconditional love, that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, he will never turn his back on you. And if you meditate on that, you will have nothing to fear. And then lastly, please share this message on your social media. Share this with someone that you know. God bless you.